Hey, this is Pam Perry. So we have a great show. We're coming up on almost episode 100 of here. All right. This show is going to keep it 100 talking about marketing, but really more or less about networking. So I have a guest today that you're going to love. Her now, name is Michelle Gomez. She's the president, founder of the African-American Marketing Association. So we will have her and I'll read you, tell you a little bit about her right after this. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, so you know I love all things marketing, but more so more than marketing, I really love networking. And so I met this young lady just kind of poking around on the internet, and I saw this thing called the African American Marketing Association. Now, I had been a member of AMA, um, which is American Marketing Association years ago. And I just felt that it was not really relevant to where I was right now. So I was surprised to see the African American Marketing Association, which is out of Texas, and this young lady founded it. So Michelle Gomez is an award-winning inclusive marketing consultant. As a founder of Line 25 Consulting, she trains and consults with organizations on how to create diverse and inclusive marketing strategies. She is the recipient of the Courageous Marketing Leader and Houston Business Journal's Diversity and Business Awards with her efforts of creating the African American Marketing Association, AAMA. Her contributions have been featured in numerous publications, including the Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur, eMarketer, PR News, Forbes, and currently she hosts the Marketing for the Culture podcast powered by AAMA. So with that, I'm going to bring up Michelle Gomez. Hey, <laughs> how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good, good, good. I should have had my, my uh, sound effects on, but I didn't turn them on in time, but I will definitely, I'll be using them during this. Well, one of the things that you wrote many years ago, again, I was poking around on the internet and I saw that you wrote a book called Network, Navigate and Nurture the equation to strategic networking. And just so that you know, you're in Houston, right? And Houston is going to be having something coming there. Uh, well, the last two years, well, not COVID, but the year before George Frazier was in Houston and he has been called the uh, Mr. Networker, right? He's like the guy who wrote Success Runs in Our Race and he wrote the book Race for Success, but he also does a power networking conference. And it's in Houston this year. And uh, I think it'll be in Houston next year. I'm not sure where it's going to be. But Houston seems to be the place where you're hailing from. And that's where that conference is going to be. So tell us about, George always talks about uh, networking from the standpoint of building your business uh, before even people were talking about building a brand. But how do you view uh, networking? And why did you write that book? And then we'll get into why did you start the organization? So, well, I guess... A uh, special shout out to George Frazier. I feel like he was my first virtual mentor. Yes. Um, because my real mentor told me about him. 
And, um, you know, that was early in my personal branding, you know, just figuring out all of this entrepreneurial stuff. And I um, also have the pleasure of having uh, Mr. Frazier on my first podcast several, several years ago. Several years oh, ago. my God. I, don't you just love him? Well, let's just stop right there because George <laughs> Frazier is everything. He was the first cover for Speakers Magazine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he did a, a directory years ago, coffee table directory called... Um, the success guide and the success guide was about this thick and it was for every city. Houston had one, mm -hmm. Detroit had one, Cleveland. And we, I was head of the, the Detroit one of helping to compile that. This was pre-internet, right? So we were like really trying to get these email addresses together and running around doing mailings. Uh, things are so much better now that they're online. <laughs> but that success guide was a way where we can find each other as African-American professionals and network with each other and, and support and help each other. So, that is so funny, Michelle. I did not even know that. So yeah, so we have that in common. So we're kind of like cousins. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Is, is our uncle. No, but you know, I was, this. we love you, George. <laughs> no, I was fortunate to write Network Navigate and Nurture um, in 2014, and at that time, I was going through a serious transition in my life where I had just finished grad school. I was trying to make some career changes. Wasn't for sure if I was gonna um, transition from finance into a marketing job or starting my business. And eventually I started my marketing company. But what I realized, um, one, value-based networking is really important, right? Yeah. And lots of times we wait until the last minute to network. It's like, oh, we just lost our job. You know, I need a job. You know, now you're sending messages on LinkedIn. <laughs> and these are, you know, surface-based relationships. You know, we met once, but not really having the chance to build rapport and dive deep into yes. your relationship. I so I talk about all of the ways to, you know, one, to go out and meet people, your pitch, you know, how do you define yourself to other people, um, utilizing all of these digital platforms to maintain your relationships yes. and to dive deep as much as possible, meaning, um, are you posting on a regular basis? Are you liking, commenting on a regular basis? It doesn't seem much, but I have this thing, like if you just spend 10 minutes a day on LinkedIn, that can carry you because then you'll be top of mind when you do have to ask someone for help. Yes. And then, of course, um, having a mentor and not just having one, but becoming a mentor, mm -hmm. right? So just because you're in transition doesn't mean you can't help anyone. There's someone that's younger than you um, rather an age or experience that will need your help too. So really trying to create this relationship as a full circle moment. I love that. And one of the things you said, just 10 minutes a day, really reaching out, liking other people's posts. Don't just post and ghost, right? You post your stuff mm -hmm. and you're just gone, but you never, and she says, yes, build rapport, Veronica Williams. Hey, Veronica, uh, she's hailing from uh, Facebook over there. But one of the main things is to, build a tribe, build a community, you realize that each post is there's a person behind that. And so building that rapport, making a comment, adding value to that is so important. I'm going to read a little bit about what your book is about. It's a Kindle book. It's still on Amazon. Um, and basically, if you have a Kindle, you can get it immediately. Um, but Network, Navigate, and Nurture provides a four-part perspective on networking by recognizing value, 
and leading with service. So that's why I mentioned that about George, because he talks about that same thing. So that's so funny that I knew that. It says networking defined, demonstrating authenticity and value, navigating through the professional maze, building connection in and out of the workplace, navigating the digital space and creating influence through social media nurture the leaders providing support through service and mentorship and you wrote this this was 2014 mm -hmm. way before people were even talking about influencers right because now it's like oh i'm to be an influencer and what does an influencer really mean it's like someone who has an influence to people to action and so the influence to move people to action. So you were, were saying basically that the networking is really the key part of it. If you have, and I heard this the other day, Michelle, it says, you know, we're in a different type of economy now. If you have a tribe of people or a market and you have a solution for them, you're in business and you can really make a lot of money. Bill Gates uh, had, a, had a, a tribe of people who really wanted what he wanted. Steve Jobs had a tribe of people, mm -hmm. sold it, made money. And so really the whole point is really providing value, pro providing a solution. Uh, this podcast, your podcast, the association is providing a solution for something that you saw a need for. And so I like the fact that when, and just talking, because I, I didn't know Michelle before today, you know, we just talked a few times, but I reached out to her. So she is true to what she says about networking. And I like what she was doing, just doing like it. It was like, oh my God, the African-American Marketing Association. I was like, <laughs> so good. Uh, and then I reached out to her and I said, I'd like to have you on my podcast to talk about getting out there and getting known because obviously marketing is a part of it. But also now that I realize too, networking is part of it as well. If you want people to know you, you've got to network. You've got to reach out. You've got to be authentic. Uh, to tell you a real quick story. So um, one of the things that um, George did was the Power Networking Conference where people come together. But years ago, I created an organization called BART, Blacks in Advertising, Radio and Television. A little bit similar to NABJ in a way, but it was just the people that were in the advertising radio and television part, they were like the advertising and sales people. And so what brought them together? And we, over the years, George was our first speaker that we had for our career conference. Again, George is always that trailblazer for us. Uh, and, and we gave away scholarships and it was for professional development. It ran for roughly about 10 years or so and then um, eventually disbanded. And then obviously the internet came. So now people have Facebook groups. Uh, mm -hmm. But tell us a little bit about uh, what, uh, AAMA, the African American Marketing Association, how that birthed and why you saw a need to really birth it. Uh, living, hailing from Houston too, of all places. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we, we say AMA for short. And the idea actually came to me in 2013, but I was so green. There was no way I was going to take on this role of starting an association. Well, you were still but in grad school too. I had just graduated. It's graduated. Yeah, yeah so. I just graduated. I had quit my corporate job. I was starting my marketing company. Yeah, that was like <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, too much. But the idea is always there. Yeah, yeah. But I do thank God in the sense that you know, between I'll say about six years, I served on different leadership roles and different black associations. I went through leadership programs, and I was literally building my network for that moment and. That wasn't a strategy, but just natural development of maturity from age, experience, all those things. 
Um, so every year I will Google Black Marketing Association, African American Association, nothing will come up. And in 2017, 2018, there was just a series of Black, um, poor Black marketing commercials and advertising from H&M, um, I think Heineken Beer, mm -hmm. um, Shea Moisture, just a ton of backlash of, you know, we just weren't represented right. You know, mm -hmm. uh, whether we were too dark, um, we were being called a monkey or for Shea Moisture, a black owned company where black women built this brand and now there's white women in the commercial. It was just a bunch of backlash. And I was like, who's making these decisions? Who's in the room? Where are the black marketers and advertisers, mm -hmm. you know, the publicists, where are we? Mm -hmm. And um, so that was the beginning the concept of actually starting the organization. And then we launched February, 2019. Ah. And um, yeah, we've been rocking and rolling ever since. It's definitely been a journey of the past three years. I'm grateful. Uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, last, this past May, we did our first conference, the Marketing for the Culture Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. So that was a success. Um, wow. we, yeah, we you created our... to Atlanta from Houston. <laughs> right? Like, you it in Houston, right? You're just going to make all the things difficult and different. Okay. Oh, all my right. gosh. <laughs> so that's that, that's that perfectionism. I see that's going on there. It's like, let's go to Atlanta. But, you know, um, Atlanta's a cool place. Chicago's a cool place. New York, yeah. obviously, to New York, too. That would have been a really yeah. a lot. But but the, the whole point of it is that when you have the idea and you kept Googling and say, there's still a need for that, there's still a need. Mm -hmm multicultural marketing, multicultural advertising. Mm -hmm. People need to know that we're available, that we're here to help. And if and and there was an organization, I think it was called National Association of Market Developers way back when Ooh. Chicago, probably in the 90s. And wow. uh, a few people named Rick Bates, he was a part of that as well. And but that was before internet. So obviously, you know, it, it's it's a little bit different now. So like if you Google it now, there's nothing really there because they didn't have the Internet there. So someone like you just coming out of school, got your your grad degree. And it's like, hey, we've got to we got to make some changes in 2000. What's that? 2017, 18, 19, definitely 2020. DEI has been like a, a, a term on everyone's mind, uh, diversity, equity and inclusion. Um because of all the things starting with Trayvon Martin, people always think it started with George Floyd, but it was really Trayvon Martin. And yes. then, then all the other things, I mean, there's Freddie Gray and I mean, just, just too many to name, too many to name. And it's just like a shame that, that, that this is a thing that, that wakes up people to understand like, okay, black people here in this country have been treated unfairly, not only just physically, but then also in the images in marketing and advertising, mm -hmm. it's like, the H&M thing and I was like who thought that was right who was sitting around that table that thought that that was okay to do that with with the the whole monkey and the whatever whatever it was and it was like okay um there needs to be there needs to be some change and so the vision of uh AMA uh, I like that AMA is a bit better than saying A-A-M-A uh, <laughs> The vision of Ahmed was really professional development as well as to be more like a watchdog or more or less like to provide um, a resource to corporations. Um, actually, I believe we are created to galvanize black marketers in order for us to have the resources and opportunities we need to grow our business 
as well as our career, right? So lots of times, so what I tell people, no one's going to know to really Google a Black speaker, right, or Michelle Gomez. If, if you're Googling me, it's because you heard me or you saw me on LinkedIn and you're Googling me, right? But what I tell people, people are looking for Black talent, Black marketers. And then African-American Marketing Association comes up and they're like, oh my God, you know? So because of that, people are constantly sending us resources. And I'm just sharing that to the members, you know, in our community, email, whatever the case may be. Um, we have a job board. Okay. So once again, you know, companies are always looking for Black talent. We need Black talent in that room so they can be a buffer. They can speak up and be like, okay, there's a culture nuance here. You know, this is why this Black boy shouldn't wear a green sweater with a monkey on it. And then they can provide context and maybe go into a different option of wardrobe. You mm -hmm. know, and not just Black people, but all people, you know, all people, diverse communities, we are needed um, within this marketing space. So yeah. once again, uh, we receive a lot of resources and opportunities, and we like to share that to our members. I love that. I love that. And so is there a conference coming up for next? <laughs> yes. So the plan is to have the summit in Houston. Yay! <laughs> April or May 2023. Um, okay. So I took a short break. So just kind of getting back into the spirit of planning things. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm really excited. We just have a lot of momentum and I'm grateful for that. That is so good. And so people can actually go to your website, find out more about that as well. Find out about your book as well. Uh, I love the spirit that you have things um, that, you know, you could join your newsletter for uh, your as well, um, your organization, Link Line 25. So Okay, you got to tell me about the name. So I want to know. <laughs> line 25. What what line are we talking about? Why 25? Like, it's okay. It's got to be some symbolism with that. What is going you know on? What? Um, it's, I get asked this a lot and it's really funny. Um, I was literally watching SVU in bed and I popped up and I was like, line 25 consulting, taking you from segments to dimensions. And I've changed the tagline over the years. But basically what marketing... Keep in mind, this is also seven, 10 years ago. Um, you know, marketing is a bunch of dots. You know, it's a bunch of stuff when it comes to marketing. So hire a marketer like me, help you connect the dots so we can take your brand to the next level. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, George Frazier has a, has a video out there called Connecting the Dots. <laughs> he does. Yes, it's like one of the one I think has over a million views or something like that. Oh, wow. Connecting the Dots. And he really talks about a spider and, you know, a web mm -hmm. and connecting mm -hmm. the dots. And then we're, we're stronger together when we come together. But yeah, it is so many ways to market. If you are a, a speaker, obviously digital marketing is a whole gamut all yes. by itself. Uh, from podcasting to uh, a website to your email marketing to a TikTok. I mean, obviously, if you're a speaker, you want to do video. Uh, in terms of general marketing, uh, traditional marketing, obviously there's advertising that you could do, but but have you find people are getting back into direct mail again? Nothing outside of retail. Okay. So retail. Else, but I will say this, um, holiday cards are mm. still good. If you give yeah. gifts, Christmas gifts or anniversary gifts, that's still good. I love getting um, mail. 
So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you put that direct touch, I know mm -hmm. last year the association uh, we gave plaques to our first hundred members, our founding members. Wow, and that thing went viral. Like I wasn't wow. expecting that, but if you think about the age of social media, people like to open up boxes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I mean, that wasn't the reason why I unboxing. Yeah, but everyone's unboxing, tagging, sharing, and you know, our impressions went through the roof. So if you can find ways to, you know, do direct mail in some some capacity, definitely do it. That is true. I always tell people that when you're branding or you're marketing, every touch point that you have has to do with your your brand and your marketing in 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 everything from your voicemail to your email signature, everything that you touch, people are coming in contact with you. And that is how you're really sharing your brand. So when I talk about get out there, get known, primarily I'm talking about media, right? Being seen in different publications, like you've been seen in Entrepreneur in the Wall Street Journal and things like that. Even if it's a mention, you can say that as part of your your introduction now as part of your bio. It's, it's permanent. Oh, yeah. uh, so when you are thinking about if, if you were a speaker starting today, because it's so overwhelming. I mean, for someone who just has like an expertise and they're just starting, where would where would you have them start? Ooh. Because they weren't really trained in marketing. They were just trained at what they know. So where do they start? And I tell you where most people start. And I always tell them, I said, it's not, that's not where you start. But most people start with social media. I'm going to go straight to Facebook, Instagram, and whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay, that's good. But what if they shut your account down? Now you can build all these people <laughs> on this platform that you don't own and you can't call Facebook, okay? They ain't going to answer your call. So where would you start? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much. Um, I, I want to give a non-traditional answer. So okay. one, you have to identify your core message. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to be known for and put a term on that, right? So do you want to focus on networking for six months? Because I've transitioned, you know, so I focused on networking for about two to three years mm -hmm. before I went to the next thing, right? So what's your core message and how long do you want to focus on that core message? Um, I think what I don't, what has served me well is because of my marketing background um, is SEO. Yes. So if there is a niche, if you do your research and your niche is not competitive, I would focus on SEO. Um, for me, my keywords are inclusive marketing consultant. Mm -hmm. And when I type that in, it's been a while, I might be a little rusty, but when I type that in, I come up twice within the top 10 results. There you go. And I do speaking plus consulting. And what I realized for myself is when people reach out to me, it's an easier sell versus me reaching out to them. It just, yeah. it's a longer sales process, mm -hmm. right? So yes. if you feel like you have a niche and there's not a lot of competition when it comes to SEO and keyword research, I would strongly encourage that. Um, and then, yeah, you're a speaker, so you got to speak. Um, video, podcast. Yeah. And, you know, how do you want to create the video? You know, I feel like you have to play to your strengths. You know, maybe you being a guest on shows such as this can be great. And then you take those snippets. Um, but if you have a great personality and you can talk in front of your phone, in front of your camera, and all that personality comes out, that's great. That's not my strength, right? I forget my name when I turn my camera on. But... <laughs> 
this is great for me because I'm able to feed off of the energy, right? Yeah, and we both love marketing and we both love George. <laughs> so definitely play to your strengths. Yeah, I would say that too. Uh, being Googleicious, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Beyonce, Googleicious, right? So now we go Googleicious. So, uh, so what are the things that that you want to make sure SEO, search engine optimization, doing some research on that? It's not like you have to be a a tech nerd or anything like that, but just basically, how are people searching for you? How will they find them? What term would they put in there? I had someone call me the other day, and they we had a conversation. It's going to become a, a a client in the fall for a PR, and I said, "What did you put in to find me?" Because I never met him before, and he said I put in black publicists, uh, the long, long, uh, black black publicists over ten years or something like that, you oh, know, or oh, something like oh, that. Oh. I was like really, I think you, I think you may have been over twenty. I said, oh, so you put in old black publicists? He said, no, they put in old black publicists. <laughs> He said, but just like I wanted more of a season one. He says, and then when your website popped up, it says we work with seasoned speakers, mm-hmm. authors, and and he said, so that's what he was looking for. And I said, yeah, that is kind of like the truth. And and I'm unapologetic about um, serving the black market. So obviously that's why I was so excited about AMA because it's African American. A marketing association doing multicultural marketing doing african-american market targeting the, the the black market uh i've been doing that for 20 years it's because I, you know we need the shine and so i i understand the nuances of the culture and we have our own media we have our own uh broadcast i mean it's just it's just it's a big market in itself and so that's that has been like the main thing so when people say oh you just Speakers magazines just for black speakers. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's because there's, you know, for a hundred and two hundred years, there's been a whole lot of other publications for the other people. So yeah. we it's, ours is just five years old. I mean, you know, it's, give us give us a minute, you know. Uh so yeah, so it's okay. I'm not gonna be uh, apologetic about that because obviously you've had your issues way before, and I could probably count over the hundred years that you've been around, maybe five times you've had black people on the cover. So it's just time for change. And so it's, it's, it's everything has a niche. And so the niche for this is the African-American market. So. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, to everyone, don't sleep on LinkedIn, right? Mm. Maximize LinkedIn. Make sure you have a full profile. Make sure you're active on that. I get a lot of, I've received, I lost how much money I made off of LinkedIn. Like I just... You know, don't sleep on LinkedIn, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. because another thing with these social media platforms, they also have their search bar in there, too. Right. And lots of times people will Google, they'll Google a keyword and then they come across me. But then they check out everything. They check on my LinkedIn. They check out my Instagram and they're looking for brand consistency. Yes. So yes. um People are like, well, how much money, besides LinkedIn, people are like, how much money have you made off of social media or Instagram? And I'm like, as far as a direct sell from Instagram, no. But I do know when a, I do have my first call with the client, they're like, oh, I saw your Instagram, mm. right? Oh, I saw your social media and you, you're the person for us. So in that totality, yes, I have made money from social media. Um, and so just trying to put that in there because a lot of people get caught up and they don't 
update their social media profiles. Yes. And people are looking at everything when they're searching for someone specific and hopefully it's you. That is so key. When I find that the real estate that people will look at the most in your LinkedIn is your banner. So you need to, if that's the biggest piece of, of, of real estate, then you need to at least have that, um, you know, at least have that there. Um, and then also to something very simple on LinkedIn that I really like is that you can take it and make a vanity URL or a custom mm -hmm. URL. And mine is Pam Perry PR coach and it's LinkedIn.com for, you know, so it's not the letters and the numbers and the dashes. Right. right. And so it, it really, especially when people are looking for someone who is a little bit more sophisticated, especially in marketing, you want to have that together like you want to have all of your brand one of the things i noticed about you michelle is that when i looked for your bio your bio was basically the same and consistent on every mm -hmm. single platform it was a keyword it talked about what you did what value you offered and so it was consistent on every one and so there's no mistaking like oh is that the michelle i was looking for mm -hmm. yes it is it's the same bio and the same thing with with it's more than just the pictures but you want to make sure you're filling in everything that has a spot to be filled in. So if your company name is, uh, mine is Pam Perry PR. And so I have a icon for the Pam Perry PR on LinkedIn, not just a gray box. So if anything, make sure you get rid of the blue gray box, right? There's no blue gray boxes on your profile. You <laughs> want to get rid of that. And as much as you can add in links to your videos or add in links to your book or your Amazon mm -hmm. or things like that. It, it's it's just it really makes a difference because it, when someone's trying to decide whether to reach out to you or not before they even talk to you, that makes the first impression. So when I tell people get out there, get known, you're trying to get like, oh, I want to get on CNN. I said, but let's just kind of fix some of the basic foundational things first. <laughs> let's, fix your, let's fix some of your LinkedIn because CNN producer. Oh, so they want to know, it's like, is this person for real? And, you know. And it's okay to have different social medias with different types of personalities to it, but your Instagram probably is not going to be way off from your LinkedIn and your Facebook's not going to be way off from your, you know, Pinterest or whatever. Just making sure that people will realize that, okay, this is the same person on TikTok that it is on LinkedIn and the same person on Instagram. So mm -hmm. that it's not like you're looking like a schizophrenic person. So that you're, now obviously I do dance on TikTok. Okay. I will admit that, but I, I love to dance. That's just part of me. But I also dance on Instagram and I also dance on Facebook and I have known to dance up just when it's appropriate on, on LinkedIn. So, but if that's not part of your brand, don't put in a whole lot of extraneous stuff because that just leads to brand confusion. So yeah. I want to yeah. say streamline stuff as much as you can. So Michelle, thank you so much. I could talk to you um, and we will talk some more. We will talk some more. <laughs> uh, I want to let people know about uh, AMA, the uh, African-American Marketing Association, because it's not just to, and, and also with NABJ, it's not just for people who are in marketing. People who are want to meet marketing professionals can also be a part of the group as well as associate oh, members. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, whether you're a marketer, entrepreneur, or you need to learn marketing, yes, yeah. please reach out to us. That is good. That's what that's what I thought. And I said, you know what? I bet you this is an area where those that aren't really as savvy in marketing as they could, where do they go? And where do they right. go in a safe space where they can feel like they can learn? Yeah. 
and not ask that question and feel like you should know that it's like no we're going to help you so i love that that whole thing of of what you're doing right now you are helping people network navigate and you're nurturing at the same time so i love that i love that i love i love the way you market that in that book so it's even though the book is old it's a classic i would suggest go get it uh, you can always learn in the age of digital, you know, learning about networking is really important. It's more than just texting. You need to pick up the phone and call or interview people. That's what I always say is really, really good. So thank you so much for joining us. Peggy says, great, uh, great info. Thanks, Pam. So Peggy has a, um, oh, it's surprising. She has a magazine. She's probably had over 20 years called the TC. It, it, it stands for Connection. And, and she's really about connecting people as well. So I can't think of uh, Peggy's uh, information, but it is about connecting. And she connects people in a community, in the gospel community yeah. in the area. And that's one of the things. So it's not surprising that she would be on because she, she, she rolls with that same vibe as well about bringing people together. Very cool. Very cool. Are you on Clubhouse? I am not. Right. I'm not. I was it's it's brand new, but it's 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 addictive. So if you don't have time for it, don't really get don't jump into it because people have been known to spend hours and hours on it. I'm on there twice a week for an hour. I had to cut it down because when it wow. first started, I was on there way too much. It's just like a phone call, only you don't have to get dressed up and put on eyelashes, you know. So people are on Clubhouse all day and the conversations are so raw and real because i guess maybe because people feel more relaxed because you can't see mm -hmm. each other but it's 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 something yeah so we have a a club there i invite you over to it's called the speaker pr and branding club so join us over there and then you know maybe ama will have a clubhouse club over there as well so <laughs> you know you never know but i'd like to invite you over there as well thank you thank yes, you yes, yes all right melinda says thank you very informative all right well very good so make sure that you go to uh, Michelle's website. I'm going to put that down there as well. I'll scroll across the bottom. Michelle Nome, uh, spell NG for those that listen on the podcast, N G O M E.com. And Michelle spelled the record way. So, with that, I just thank you all so much for joining us today. And then Tanel as well. Tanel is actually, I believe she is on the continent. If, and I believe she either she moved here, but she was, I believe, in um, Ghana. So you got oh, wow. from all over. Yes, yes, yes. So very that's, cool. that's very good. So is your your last name, um, ethnicity, where does it, is it Ghana? Cameroon. Okay. Cameroon. So, yeah, so we're Cameroon. not too far. Okay, because I was wondering, she came on, I was like, so she must know something there. So that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was like, okay, does she know something? So yeah, so not too far. So very good, very good. Well, thank you so much. We will be in touch. And um, are you going to Power Networking this year? I don't want to put you on the spot, but it is right in your backyard. <laughs> I, need to, I need to consider it. I need to consider it. Yes, yes. They haven't had in a couple of years. Uh, Carmen Harano. Mm -hmm. Harana, she's mm -hmm. over it as well, doing it this year. So I'm just glad that they're back. You know, the last few years have been really, really different and strange. So yeah. I'm glad that they're going to be back. And um, definitely, you know, people will be so glad to see each other. So they normally would have it in July and they moved it to August. And I know Houston is hot in August. So people will be on the inside for sure. <laughs> yeah, yes. I need to look into it. All righty. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, seeing you soon. All righty. God bless. You 
You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.